The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center studio, beautiful West Knoxville, Tennessee. Lots to get to today on a Monday morning, last day of the month. Beautiful temperatures outside for January here in Tennessee. Hope you're having a great, great morning so far. Thank you for making the Swain event part of your early day. You can stream us online at swainevent.com. You can listen to the show wherever you are, wherever you're going, wherever you may be. You can listen to the show. Simple. Very, very simple. Just download the free Swain event app, Android, Apple devices. You can view the show on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook Live. Ben, good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to rock, man. Uh, great, great NFL uh, playoffs, conference championship game, games. Both games were close. You know, Tennessee uh, played in a a, a a slugfest of a game over the weekend. Uh, so lots to get to, my friend. You you ready? Always ready. Because why? Because why what? Because if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. That's man. right. That's right. That's right. Man, Tennessee uh, dropped a, a heartbreaking uh, game, 51-52 to Texas. It was a near sellout for the Frank Irwin Center. They have struggled with attendance for for a while there in Texas, but since Rick left, yeah, since Rick left. But you know, Saturday night was was different. Um, the reception was warm. The reception was was actually pretty surprising. Um, I, mean, I, I saw the tweet, and you know, we figured they would be accommodating, but man, they rolled out the red carpet for sure for Rick Barnes, and Ben Rick deserves it, man. He deserves it. Did a lot of great things in Texas. Took Texas to the tournament and every year except for one uh, there. So they better be appreciative. Yes, and made a Final Four with TJ Ford and won a whole lot of games. I uh, I did not realize that he was the winningest all-time coach in Texas basketball history. It makes sense when I sat down and actually thought about it, but it just never hit me that he was the winningest coach in Texas basketball history. And it was the the reception that Rick Barnes deserved because he was tremendous at Texas. You you can discuss his his shortcomings in the NCAA tournament and uh, his recruiting may have become stagnant towards the end of his tenure at Texas. And I, I realize we live in a society that that just feeds off of negative energy, but Rick Barnes was tremendous. I mean, one of the best coaching jobs you'll find in college basketball, 
over the course of college basketball history. Honestly, the, I, I know it didn't result in a national championship, but Texas basketball was nothing before Rick got there. And, and he turned it in. I mean, like you just said, he went to 15 of 16 NCAA tournaments. I mean, that, that is just remarkable. Was it 16 of 17? And then he made, uh, I believe, 15 straight tournaments. I mean, he, he just won a whole lot of basketball games. And I, 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 I don't feel like he is appreciated enough for all the winning that he has done because of the, the NCAA tournament shortcomings. But I, I think there's really something to be said for winning or making it 15 straight years and 16 of 17 years, especially after he took over the job that, that wasn't all that attractive because it was a, a football school, as we all know. So it was, it was really cool to see see that reception and a sold-out arena for the first time since 2016. My favorite part about Rick Barnes returning to Texas was seeing his grandson sitting next to him during the game. His grandson's name is Caleb. Best birthday present ever. Absolutely. His birthday was on Thursday, and uh, Rick was, was able to fly in, obviously, with the team on Friday and, and spend time with him. And, and then Caleb, who is named after Rick Barnes, Rick's first name is, is Caleb, I believe. I believe it's Caleb Rick Barnes, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, according to Rick, he is, he is named after him and uh, his, his – Rick Dale. That, that's right. Richard I Dale. I don't know where the Caleb comes from, but according to Rick, he is uh, named after himself. So, um, but his his daughter and his son-in-law adopted him when six, eight months old. So, just a, a really cool story there, and that that was my favorite part of the Rick Barnes return. Honestly, it was just him being able to go back and and see his grandson and <laughs> the grand. I've never seen that before of a child grandson kid sitting next to the the coach on the bench that that was really 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 cool yeah for sure no for sure that was a really really cool uh moment for for him uh, Caleb and and for us the viewers but it was about the game right it was about going out there and, and getting that victory something Tennessee was was unable to do and we knew the game was going to be filled with emotions I, I thought that uh Chris Beard did a really good job, according to Chris Budden, uh, of just embracing the the moment, not trying to downplay the emotions that will be flowing through the arena. Not trying to downplay uh, it at all, but embracing it and challenging his players to fight through it and stay focused on the game. And for the majority of the game, Texas did a good job of doing that. Now, they did let the game slip late and uh, give credit to Tennessee for fighting um, but I going into this game, this game was not going to hit the over. Like, going into this game, this is going to be a slugfest. This is something that we talked about all last week. Texas defensively is just as good, if not better, than Tennessee. When you look at their rankings, I mean, they're right there at the top of the, at the, top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. So, you know Tennessee's offensive struggles going into this game. You know Texas and – their defensive prowess, we knew this game was going to be the way it was. So there was no reason to turn on this game and expect for a 70 to 80 point battle. It wasn't going to happen. At 25 points in the first half of Texas, excuse me, for Tennessee, and 27 in the first half for, for Texas. I mean, this is going to be a slugfest type of game. And 
you had new players step up. You had new players step up. New players step up and be the leading scorer. It's hard, Ben. It is hard when your leading scorer is only going only giving you three points. And you give credit to Texas. They did a good job on Viscovi. He didn't have a lot of open Viscovi. He didn't have a lot of open looks. The only open look that I remember Santi having was the three under the final minute before Josiah's three. Uh, Santi had one at kind of the the left wing uh, in, in front of Tennessee's bench and just did not make it. That, that was, that's the only shot that I remember Santi having all night long is, is that one. And, and when he stepped to the free throw line in the first couple of minutes of the game, the only shots that I remember. I mean, he, he, he took – he took eight shots and he was one one for eight. But he he probably had his worst game of the season. And again, you 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 have to give Texas credit because I mean they 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 play Tennessee strengths and Vescovy is one of Tennessee strengths. He just he just didn't have his game. It it like you, I did not expect Tennessee to come out and and just put on an offensive clinic of basketball, A, because of Texas's defense, like you talked about. B, we've seen this Tennessee offense all year. Mm-hmm. But it was still so maddening to watch them play offense because th- there's a there's a difference between a slugfest, a, a defensive slugfest, and just being anemic on offense. And that's what Tennessee is at times. They they are abysmal on offense at times. They are guaranteed to have at minimum one five-minute stretch per game where they do not score the basketball. And it is the most absurd thing I've ever seen in my life. They had three points in 10 minutes, or was it five points in 10 minutes to start time. the second half? Five points in 10 minutes to start the second half as Texas pulled away. And Texas wasn't doing anything great offensively. It's just Tennessee could not do anything offensively, so it made Texas's offense look even better. Now, Courtney Ramey, their two-guard, he could not miss from, from three. He, he he had it felt like stuck on automatic. 50%. Yes, he, he, was, he was very good. But aside from him, I mean, there, there wasn't much offensive firepower from Texas. It's just Tennessee's offense was that bad that it made Texas' offense look better than than what it was. So that was the frustrating part to me. Is like, yes, we knew it was going to be a defensive slugfest, and it was, but there are stretches in games where it looks like Tennessee's offense is the worst in the country. I mean, they, they had the, a stretch in the first half to, to where they couldn't score for nearly five minutes. I think they had a, a second stretch in, in the first half where they nearly couldn't score for five minutes as well. So w- when when you have nearly – two stretches within 20 minutes in the same half of basketball where you don't score, and then you have 10 minutes in the second half of a game on the road against a great defense where, where you only score five points in 10 minutes, you're, you're not going to win basketball games. It's as simple as that. Yeah, couldn't make shots, man. It'd be, you know, it would be one thing if Tennessee was 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 close to 20, 20 turnovers in a game and you struggled offensively. I mean, Tennessee only had 11 turnovers. It actually was plus seven. And the turnover margin. So, you, you did a pretty good job of taking care of the basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pretty good number 
I'm sure every coach would want below double digits, but I mean, 11 is a, is a pretty good number. So, Especially when you look at what Texas was doing to teams going into the game, Texas yes. was really turning teams over and, and Tennessee did a good job of, of limiting its turnovers. I guarantee you, if you told Rick before the game, 11 turnovers over the course of 40 minutes against that Texas defense, you take it. he would take it all day no, you, long. You, I would have taken it all, no, you, all, you, all day long. You, you take it. And I think a mark of a really good defense, especially this game is to watch how many times that both teams, you know, were trying to get a shot off as the shot clock was expiring. And, and Tennessee got caught a couple times. And that's just recognition. You got to do a better job of, of recognizing uh, the shot clock and get to, uh, getting a, a shot up on the rim and giving yourself a chance to at least offensive rebound. Um, I mean, if you don't even shoot it, that you're just giving the ball to the other team, at least you get it up on the rim. Someone can offensive rebound um, and possibly put the ball put the ball up in the hoop. But I look at the turnovers not being a problem. I look at uh, a couple of the the shot clock, shot clock violations, and I look at our you know field goal percentage. We we just couldn't make shots, man. Thirty six percent is not going to fly. And here we go again with the lack of concentration, focus, toughness, mental toughness at the free throw line. Only shooting fifty percent, eight out of sixteen. And you're not going to win any type of tough defensive games um, if you are shooting 50% from the free throw line. It's not going to happen. Texas was not that much better. They were actually worse. How can you be worse than 50% from the free throw line? But Texas managed to be worse at 41%, 42%, 5-4-12. But this is a game where, although you lost, you look at the, the surge late in the second half, could this be something that this team can build on as you continue league play? Because league play is the most important thing here. Now, winning every game is obviously the objective, but you, you get back home and you play a Texas A&M team that's scrappy mm-hmm. defensively. And they're, they're going to have a sense of urgency. They've, they've lost four straight and were embarrassed at home on Saturday against South Carolina. I, I know that they lost, and I believe it was by double digits, if I'm not mistaken, a double-digit loss to South Carolina on hey, your home floor. How do you lose to South Carolina? Yes, that, that's exactly. That, <laughs> and, and, and that's why I said they were embarrassed even without knowing whether it was a single-digit or double-digit loss because how do you lose to South Carolina, period, like 11. you just said. And, and it was by double digits and at home. Yeah, 11. Bad and, loss. And, and that was their fourth straight. Now, granted, like one of those losses is to Kentucky where they, they nearly pulled off the upset against Kentucky. And mm-hmm. um, But the, the last two games, I, I they, they they lost this to South Carolina. Then was it Arkansas? Ar- Arkansas by three, mm-hmm. LSU by, by six they lost. Yes, and, and they choked the LSU game away. Mm-hmm. So that, that team is going <laughs> to come in here and have a sense of urgency. So Tennessee better be ready to play tomorrow night because they, they've got a young man in the middle, Coleman, that will eat Tennessee's lunch uh, Uros and, and, and take Olivier. the lunch money for the next day. Yeah, Uros and Olivier better better have on their um, hard hat and be ready to go, man. That's all I, that's all I got to say. Yes. Uh, but Tennessee basketball is not the only thing uh, that went down over the weekend. Got some Tennessee football recruiting that we have to and will get to. NFL playoffs, and uh, unfortunately, we'll be watching Super Bowl without any, without any Vols playing in it, man. I mean, we'll have Jock McClendon 
representing the power T as he works um, for the Rams, but we don't have a former Tennessee player playing in the Super Bowl because all because of Jimmy G. <laughs> because the 49ers lost. There was two right there with Juwan and Mosley. Uh, and then the Chiefs lost with, with Trey Smith. So we don't have any representation on the field from Tennessee. So thanks a lot, uh, Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes offensively just went brain dead, did not want to do anything in the third quarter. Just forgot that the game was still being played after being up 21-3. to three. They The Chiefs deserve to lose. They, they spent yes. the entire second half trying not to lose. They they went Butch Jones in the second half. And what happens when, when you go Butch Jones in the second half of football games? You lose. You lose because you choked the lead away. Yeah, you lose your edge, man. Mm-hmm. You stop being aggressive. You, you play to not win. Excuse me. You play not to lose instead of to win. And, um, yeah. I will say, man, Tennessee's you know last play, it's hard to ask for much more. I mean... You want your best, you know, three-point shooter shooting that shot, but six seconds. What's that? Four dribbles, four dribbles and two passes, or six dribbles, and uh, you you got the the ball up the court with a on the move. Zakai Ziegler, who is one of your fastest players, if not the fastest player on the team, you got him you know, going towards the basket. You let, allow him to penetrate. There was four Texas players right there. He did exactly what he was supposed to do, which is dish. He got an in-rhythm Josiah Jordan-James, who for the season did not has not shot well, but in this game was Tennessee's best shooter. Yes, he he hit the three to spark the run and hit one during the run. It yeah. was three of six at the time. Yeah, so you got what you, you, you got which, what you – I won't say wanted. And I think that was plan B. I think plan A was get Ziegler to the rim after he had had some nice finishes at the rim for two buckets on the previous two possessions. But Texas packed the paint with four guys, and he did a great job of recognizing it, not forcing it, and kicking it out to Josiah for a wide-open look. And In rhythm. It, it wasn't wide open because he struggled from three. It's wide open because Texas packed the lane and tried to – tried to stop Ziegler from getting to the basket. Yeah. He sucked the defense in. I mean, if you want to nitpick that, hey, you probably had time to swing it over to Santi, who who was also open, then, okay. I mean, I, I, guess, I guess that's a fair nitpick. I just, like, I, I don't understand spending a bunch of time and energy on that when, when Josiah was having the better game and is fully capable of knocking down that shot. And it was wide open, in rhythm. You drew up a beautiful play. It just didn't fall down. And Santi had just missed a wide-open look as well. That that could have given Tennessee the lead under that final minute. Yep. 865-255-03. We'll take our first break of the day. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Be right back. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. 
Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865 382 7007 42nd Street Brand Strategy Design If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM Stephen Lawrence is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Top 100 barbecue restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote, written quote, written quote, written quote, written quote, written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook.
Ben McKee, Jason Swain, Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Will Tennessee get some more help on the defensive line? Defensively, we know we need some assistance in that area. A lot of it. A lot of assistance in that area. And the transfer portal, along with targeting some high school players in the 2022 class, is an option, was an option for, for Tennessee. As National Sign Day is on, on Wednesday, uh, Tennessee did get a commitment from Jason Jenkins, but also looking to add Auburn defensive line transfer Marquise Robertson, who came to Tennessee over the weekend, also made a visit to Missouri. And um, here's a quote from from Go Vols 247 that um, I thought was hilarious. He says, Missouri, I don't want to say nothing bad about any school for real. But I will say there's a difference between Missouri and Tennessee. I mean, big difference. Facilities and like the way Mizzou runs their staff and the strength staff and the way Tennessee runs it is totally different. He also added that uh, he's not ready to count Missouri out. But admitted it does kind of look like he's choosing more between Ohio State and Tennessee. There's some other options here and there, but looks like those are those are the two teams. Ohio State got into it late. There are there is a sense of urgency for Marquise Robinson. If he wants to be a volunteer, then he has to make that decision really, really, really quick. Well, kind of. <laughs> because you, you you say what you just said because today is the the ad drop date for UTK, the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. Is it in Knoxville or at Knoxville? Uh, both. How about that? Both. Uh, so today's the 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 ad drop date, uh, which is pretty clear. You gotta you gotta be signed up for classes. Today's the final day. Uh, to to go through the semester, so technically yes, he's got to make a decision here pretty soon. But also, does he have to really? Because you can sign up for classes and just not go. You could do that. So and, and he's I, I believe he went back to Auburn. So and that was the plan all along. I don't know if that's to get his things or. If you didn't feel comfortable making the decision to go back for the semester, I, I'm not. I'm not sure, but yes and no. He has to make a decision pretty pretty quick. Yes, because he needs to sign up for classes if he's going to go through the spring semester. But no, because technically he doesn't have to go through classes or go to classes even if he does sign up while he makes a, a final decision. I mean, I Missouri, Tennessee, or Ohio State, and he, I and he I go to Missouri. After the, after the, not after those comments. <laughs> no. Hey, man, I'm not trying to be mean, but, I mean, there's a difference between this school and that school. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he ain't going to damn Missouri, man. He's from Georgia. He ain't going to Missouri. It ain't I, happening. I mean, his former teammate committed there on, on Friday. We'll, we'll touch on that during around the SEC. And I, I, I realize that there hasn't been a significant difference between Tennessee and Missouri on on the football field 
Where's he from? Florida. Florida, that's right. Milton, Florida. That's There's right. a Milton, Georgia, but. I think that's what I was thinking. Yeah. He's, he is from Florida. But like, uh, if you could go to Ohio State or be coached by Rodney Garner, why would you go to Missouri? When it had to fire its defensive line coach, like, four games in last year, Jimmy Brumball style. And, and their defense was was terrible. I think he understands that. I, Ohio State also had uh, their first day of class was on the 24th, too. So, we'll see. We will see. Not every defensive lineman from Auburn or from another school that Rodney Garner recruited, not every player Rodney Garner wants. We have seen Rodney Garner uh, say no thank you to several players that we assumed as fans he was going to want. This one he wants in Marquise Robertson. So, big old boy, 300. Played a little bit there. Uh, no, he redshirted last year. Excuse me, he redshirted last year. But he's athletic. He's big. Rodney wants him. That's all I need to know. Just like Jason Jenkins, the high school commitment for Tennessee. Like, I don't need to really know anything besides his name. That's it. I don't need to know anything. Just his name. That's it. Rodney Garner wants him? Okay, cool. I'm good. I'm good. There's no reason to tr- complicate this thing. There's no reason. If one of the most respected assistant coaches in the SEC in the last 25 years says, I want that kid, I don't care what the stars say. I don't care what some analysts say. I don't care. Rodney Garner has earned the right more than anybody else on the staff. Now, there are two coaches on this staff that I will definitely not question if they want to pick out a player. And there's a third coach that I'll throw in there as well. Rodney Garner, defensive line. Josh Heupel, quarterbacks. And Willie Martinez, DBs. Hey, man, you guys have done it. You guys earned that right. How many stars you got? Zero? Cool. Yeah, ranked in the the thousands. Rodney Garner wants them. Cool. Now, I, I do hope that they're not taking a body just for the sake of, of taking a body. At, at the end of this re- recruiting cycle, just because they have it. Now, I, I don't know if 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 the spot was, was something that they would just lose if, if they didn't take somebody or because I, I, it doesn't necessarily – Roll over. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't lose it. So you, you can use it towards the portal. I mean, it, it seems, and and it seems like this young man was was really hampered by COVID as well. His junior season, COVID severely impacted how many games that they could play, and I believe, and, and then his senior year, he he really burst on to the scene and played well, and Tennessee found him and. I believe it was December or beginning of this month and, and offered him and went and verified his height and weight, verified his size, and, and felt good about bringing him in. And I, I know I'm supposed to have some hot take because I I have a, a microphone in front of me, but 
this is something that I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment on until two, three years down the road and until we see whether the evaluation was spot on or, or if Tennessee was incorrect in, in bringing him in. There's, there's just no way of, of telling right now, especially me and most people listening because we don't know defensive line play like Rodney Garner or, or, or these football coaches. So uh, I'll reserve judgment until two to three years down the road. I, I've been talking about this for – for several months now that I, I my new philosophy on recruiting rankings and and just recruiting in general is is that the coaches deserve the benefit of the doubt more than the recruiting services and and I'm going to wait and reserve judgment to see whether they pan out and, and then judge the ability to recruit. Six six. Can't teach that. If he if he has a mean streak, he's six six, he's athletic and he's coachable. A guy like Rodney Garner is going to be like, oh, okay. I, mm-hmm. I can take, I can coach this. Because there was a transfer from Auburn that was more talented coming out of high school. Measurables looked better. And Rodney Garner was like, nah, I'm good. And that, that player was going to go to Juco, but he wound up getting a transfer, um, well, taking his transfer and going to Liberty. I'm talking about Jay Hardy. Jay Hardy looked like he was probably more athletic and physically better than a, you know, Jason Jenkins coming out of high school. But I hope that we have learned that that that's not everything. I can take a wide receiver that can run, got a nice size, coachable, and has a good work ethic. I could I could take that receiver and go make him an all conference player. Cedric Tillman. Yeah, I mean I really I really can. Cedric Tillman, coachable, works hard, has some some traits that you can't really teach, and, and good kid. And and what do you know? He's he's got some some good coaching on this offensive staff as a whole, and has turned into an all conference receiver. Yep. So you just never know, man. I'm not. I'm not getting caught up in no ranking, especially a player that Rodney Garner, Willie Martinez, or Josh Heupel identifies uh, at a certain position. Now these other dudes, I don't really know them like that, and they haven't earned the right for me to just feel confident. I'll right. just be honest. Yes. I haven't. I haven't met everybody. Um, obviously, they've done great as a staff together, but. Village has not earned the right for me to not question him bringing a tight end. Or, you know, uh, Tim, Tim Banks is a defense coordinator. If you want to bring, bring in a, a linebacker, you know, I think John, uh, uh, John Marie is dang good linebacker coach, but he's not riding on it yet. So those three coaches, Heupel, Garner, Martinez, uh, if you see something in the kid, I we with you, man. We with you. We give you the benefit of the doubt. We trust you until this, you know, doesn't it doesn't work out. But yeah. other we'll, guys, I don't know much about. We'll see with Jason Jenkins. That, that's the best way to put it. That, that is the best way to put it. And again, I I've really adopted the mindset of reserving judgment until two to three years down the road. And I, and I realize that that's not always what people want to hear. But I mean, we don't have a ton to go off of. Be quite quite honest. I mean, uh, 
And he had a West Virginia West Virginia offer. Justin Williams had a West Virginia offer and actually committed. And so, I mean, Jenkins, Jenkins could have been like Justin Williams. He could have been a committed player to West Virginia and 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 flipped to Tennessee the same the same way. Yep, could have could have happened. So, and there are things to to like about Jason Jenkins, like like you mentioned, Swain. I mean, he has good size at six six, and this coaching staff offensively and, and defensively is is big on versatility. And according to him, that's something that Rodney Garner communicated to him that they like about his game is is that he'll start at defensive end, but he has the the versatility to to play all over the defensive line. So he's got good size, he's got versatility, he he has a quick burst off off the line of scrimmage, uh, according to those who have seen him play and. And then he, he his recruitment was affected by COVID because he could barely play his junior seasons. So may, maybe this is somebody that was was lost mm-hmm. in the shuffle be, mm-hmm. because of COVID. There's going to be a lot of those type of players over the next. I don't I don't even know how long two three four years maybe yeah. that that we I, I guarantee you there will be an uptick in in stories done over the next couple of years of, of guys who who had one or two offers coming out of high school because they could not play their sophomore, junior, or senior season because of COVID. And just there was no tape on them, and they couldn't go to camps. They, they couldn't get the schools for, for these schools and coaches to look at them. And because of that, they, they severely flew under the radar. I think we're going to get a ton of these stories over the next couple of years. And, and Tennessee has some of those type of guys coming in as we currently speak, and and we'll, we'll see if it – it pans out, but there are some things like there again: versatility, size, burst off the line of scrimmage, and and I I like that. You know, I I feel bad for the kid, but from a Tennessee perspective, and, and in terms of the glass half full approach, like I kind of like that he didn't get to to play his junior season because that that makes it a possibility that he was overlooked. I I, I would feel a little bit differently if he had played a full high school career and, and then only had a, a couple of offers coming out. Not saying that that can't happen or doesn't happen, but it makes me feel a little bit better that, you know, part of the reason he didn't have a ton of offers is is because he didn't get to play a ton of high school football. 247 has him ranked as the uh, Tennessee, excuse me. Uh, 247 has Tennessee ranked as the 14th best class. And Arrivals has Tennessee ranked as the 11th best class. So, I mean, you're knocking down the top ten finishing recruiting. It's crazy when you think about it. The only thing I don't like about this kid is that he spells his name with a Y. I that's mean, the, that's the best thing I like about him. A Jason spelling his name with a Y is always suspect. You you, you should always have your antenna up when that's how you when that's how you spell it. Dealing with no, you spell Jason J A S O N. No Y. Jason. Jason. That's Jason. No, because if you take off the S O N, it's Ja, like Ja Morant. How 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 do you pronounce the first letter in the alphabet? Ah, <laughs> in Spanish, yes. Ah, <laughs> Jawson, Ja Ja Morant, J A Y is how you spell it. Now now, if you want to bring Ja Morant into this, I'll agree with you. Okay, we'll we'll give. 
I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Oh, I said I was I was laying that trap down, see if you're gonna step in it. I was laying my trap down, seeing if you're gonna step in see it. See if you're gonna see if you're gonna throw shade at Ja or not. Ja Morant, J A. Ja. That's, that's how his family chose for for it to be pronounced. You put an S O N, it's Jason. The the not first Jason. The A is pronounced as A, which is where you get the Jason. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope, Brian <laughs> Kelly. That's not how you say it. I just sound Kelly there. I don't know what's more cringeworthy. His, I think the dancing is more cringeworthy than than the family. Brock Kelly was dancing was was dancing on the recruit like uh like he was freak Nick in Atlanta. I know that the the dancing is more disturbing than a, <laughs> than him saying family. Was it a Soul Train line? Was I think Brian Kelly was kind of twerking a little bit. Look, if if I was that recruit, I would have been very uncomfortable. I also don't think that the recruit realized what he was doing until afterwards. Hey man, what you doing back there, Brian? You be, unless you're putting money in my pockets, you need to turn come around, and stay in front of me. Like uh, th- that's the latest thing that I hate the most in terms of recruiting. Our coaches in in that style dancing re- with recruits. Like if you want to try to make Nick Saban do the Dougie in your living room, all right, that, that, that's one thing. Or do the Cabbage Patch, that, that's one thing in, in your living room, but. Dancing behind them it's, it, <laughs> on it, recruiting visits. It's so cringeworthy, man. Ugh. It's so cringeworthy. And just poor Brian Kelly. He can't do anything right. He can't do anything right. <laughs> he he could come out and, and say that the, the sky is blue today and people will just argue with him for the sake of arguing with him. He just never did this stuff before. And now he's all of a sudden doing it. Because he kind of has to has to do it, he feels. He is trying to be someone he's not to fit in inside of the SEC. That's the funny part. But maybe this is who he is all along. And maybe Notre Dame and Cincinnati was holding him back from being <laughs> him, him his real self. Maybe. Our one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Stay with us. At work? Can't call in? Don't feel bad. You can talk to the guys on the text box. It's part of the Free Swain Event app. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. 
At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. I just wanted to come by and congratulate you on the great work you've been doing. I like your style. You remind me of a young me. Failure is not an option. That boy is good. Don't remind yourself. Nobody built like you. You design yourself. Attaboy. Attaboy is brought to you by Made in Tennessee Business Fiber Internet from Iris Networks. Find business solutions for you at irisnetworksusa.com. Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Uh, how, how, we have to put them on Attaboy. How do, how do you not put the Bengals on Attaboy today? Because one of us is a salty Steelers fan. That's how. Two years ago, this team had the number one overall pick. Not because like they traded for it, but because they had the worst record in the in the NFL. And they went out and selected Joe Burrow, who is from Ohio. And two years later, <laughs> two years later, he leads the Bengals to their first playoff win in 31 years. And then they go on the road and beat the number one overall seed in the Tennessee Titans. And then they go on the road and beat the dynasty Super Bowl champions of two years ago. Kansas City Chiefs. 
it is an attaboy for the Cincinnati Bengals and the city of Cincinnati. The diehard fans, the fans that never never wavered, but probably thought about doing it. I'm giving an attaboy and atta girl to just the city of Cincinnati, man. Uh, a lot of attention will go to Joe Burrow, but man, that Bengals defense did a really good job there in the second half against against the Chiefs. And um, that was the reason why they were able to get back into that game. And uh, got to give a lot of credit to Cincinnati. Happy for them. And it's going to be a uh, – should be an offensive-driven uh, Super Bowl. It really really should be. So uh, storylines may not be as good as maybe some other matchups, but still ha- has a chance to be a good game. Uh, that's my attaboy for today. The Bengals, the city of Cincinnati. You don't want to give one to the Rams? Nah. They was in the Super Bowl two years ago. The Matthew Stafford story is is really, really cool, and I hope that he can go out and win it since there's no VFLs to, to root for, and I selfishly hate the Bengals being a Steelers fan, but the, the Bengals storyline is, is very, very neat, and uh, I, I hate that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase play for the Bengals. I know that they weren't necessarily the reason the Bengals won yesterday. The defense gets a lot of credit for that, as, as you mentioned, but Joe Burrow... Jamar Chase, impossible not to like those two. Mm-hmm. Just awesome, awesome, awesome personalities. Even more awesome personalities. I I hate that Joe Burrow is a Bengal because I, I wish he played for the Bears or the Vikings, uh, a team that I I don't care for, so that I can root for him. He he is just he's the man. He he is absolutely. The man and and everybody wants to talk about Lamar Jackson. Uh, Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in that division, and it's not even really close. If if you want to get into that conversation, and, and Jamar Chase is just unreal. I know uh, Tennessee fans may feel a certain type of way about T. Higgins because he went to to Clemson, but cool to see one of our own here in East Tennessee going to the Super Bowl along with uh, Von Bell, uh, a Chattanooga. So, there's a couple of interesting things there. Uh, the, the the photo of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase's dad smoking cigars after the game together that that was that was really cool. I just hate that they play for the Bengals, but it is what it is. I do want to give an attaboy to the Halls boys basketball team. Mm. If you are from East Tennessee and were on social media this weekend, you saw this storyline, this story going around all over the weekend as it absolutely should have. And I'm sure if, if you simply pay attention to, to East Tennessee, you saw this as well. But Hall's boys basketball team manager, Maddox Shields, who has been the boys basketball team manager over the past four years, uh, he was able to suit up on, on Friday night, on senior night, and had uh, a chance to to not only suit up for the first time, but start the game and, and take part of uh, the starting lineup and lead the team onto the court and made a layup uh, when when leading the team on the on the court. Maddox uh, has Down syndrome, and again uh, had been the, the boys' basketball team manager over the past four years. And then uh, he was surprised on senior night, which was Friday night, with a chance to to suit up and, and take the court as part of the starting lineup. And, uh, again, my favorite part was was him 
when he did lead the team out onto the floor for layup lines, he, he dribbled down the ball to to where they were going to warm up, and, and he made a basket. That, that was really cool. Really cool moment, and uh, cool to see him introduced in the starting lineup. So, attaboy to Maddox, Shields, and, and Hall's boys basketball team. Yeah, that's a good one right there, man. I watched I watched the video, and, uh, man, it's hard not to uh, – Get you. Yeah, drop some tears on that one and get emotional. That really, really pulled uh, at, at my heart heartstrings there. But, man, just a really good, really good story and cool that it happened right here in uh, East Tennessee and in Knoxville. Uh, Attaboy brought to you by Iris Networks. 90 days, no payment for fiber internet and voice. IrisNetworksUSA.com. Yeah, man, the Bengals. So you want the Bengals to win the Super Bowl? Um, if I had to pick which team I wanted to win. I know you don't feel strongly one way or the other. But yeah, I mean. It's not the Super Bowl if you're not rooting for one of the teams, right? Well, I mean, I'm going to root for whatever team's going to help me win some money. <laughs> so I haven't decided if, if, who, who, I'm, who, I'm, who I'm putting money on. But, if money wasn't involved. Well, I mean, I want to see T. Higgins win. And T. Higgins wanted to come to Tennessee and try to give Tennessee every chance to, to – to step up and, and you know, have a, a, a culture and an environment. I mean, he committed to Tennessee. He wanted to come here, but he couldn't. And you understand, but what he has been to that Oak Ridge community is priceless. Giving those young kids a reason to believe, seeing someone right there from the same neighborhood, from the same rec center, from the same school, go on and do great things. I mean, you give those young uh, boys and girls, a reason to believe. So I want him to continue to do that and um, win the Super Bowl, man. I, so if I had to pick without any money being on the line, I would I would probably say T. Higgins and, and the Bengals. Um, I don't feel that way about Von, Von Bell. He's from Chattanooga. Grew up as a Tennessee fan, um, but went to Ohio State. I mean, T. Higgins really, really tried. Like, he, he tried, man. He just couldn't. He just couldn't. Just like Kate Mays and – and, and a lot of other players, they tried to give Tennessee the benefit of the doubt. They just tried. They just couldn't do it. Things just, you know, wasn't in place for, for that to happen. So, I think it'll be a good game, though. I really do. But that stage is set. Two weeks. I'll be crashing your Super Bowl party, Ben. Come on. Come on over. I'll have uh, my man cave finally done by then. So, come on over. Watch it with me. You're going to be serving... Hot Pockets and Bagel Bites at your Super Bowl party. I can see it now. Probably. Yeah, I don't know about that. Dude. I don't know about that. You know the game's going to be over like 12 o'clock. Yeah. On Super Bowl Sunday, so I don't know, man. I don't know. But two weeks, we get the last football game for for a couple months. Mm, couple. When is, when is the, when Nine is the new, months. When's the new league coming out? Yeah, this new league coming out, man. They're going to do it again. Yeah. It, it's, it's football, but it doesn't necessarily move the needle for me. Yeah. Hour two coming up.